This episode is brought to you by Classical Conversations. To find out more, please visit classicalconversations.com. Yes, y'all, cross-politic time. <laughs> That's right, we might have our first transgender governor. What? Yes, believe it or not. AB2943. What? Yeah, that's not tongue. No, it's not. <laughs> and lastly, we're going to get into the Catholic Church and what's been going on in Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. man. There we go. And as you guys can see, we got Chocolate Knox 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chocolate, uh, you, you're looking a little pale. I get that a lot. <laughs> Woo! Hope you guys like that new intro. We it's it's jamming here. So as it's you guys good. can see, we got Jason Farley on the set. Knox is at home out with his back um, issues. So you can pray for Knox. Pray for David. Pray for Chuck Knox so he can get off his back. Um, oh man! And then of course Pastor Toby. Good to be here with you. Good to be with you. It's a little odd without Knox here. Just straight up. I just got to say it now just yeah. to get this out of the way before we I get know, into the right? show. I, I know. Do, I don't bring the same energy. <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> then we're gonna keep looking at you. Like, can you fix that sound? Can you make it sound better? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Make, Make sure it's recording. <laughs> so before we get into some things, first, guys, we got Timothy Brindle coming out here for the Post-College Life Conference. We're actually doing a live show. This weekend. Um, next weekend. Yeah, this weekend. Yeah, this coming weekend. This weekend. Actually, that's right, because <laughs> we're, we're Sunday night. <laughs> uh, and we're Dude. doing a live show on Saturday at 4 p.m. at the New Art Theater. We try to do one live show a quarter, and our so brother, this, Timothy this, Brindle's coming out. Is this going to be on Faithwire? Uh, no. This, this will, will be on our Facebook Our Facebook page. page. Live. Yep. Saturday night, 4 p.m. Yep. Pacific and, time. And the, the topic is Cannibal Christianity and Life in the Covenant. Life so, in the Covenant, mm-hmm. based on his book, yeah. The Unfolding. The Unfolding. Which and is, which is the album. book that goes with the album. Yes. And, and I mean, this this is like 400 pages, 500 pages. It's, I it's, mean, it's beast. He's got hit It's beast. I think, beast I think as the kids say. He's got graphs and charts. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. If you need to protect your family, you can literally knock somebody out with it. Yes. I think that's that's also the second purpose that he yeah. Had, yeah, in, right. had in mind. Right. Uh, and as you guys notice, we actually have a couple new shows dropping on our podcast. Yeah, some of you are like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, How to build a tent? <laughs> what is that? What is that? And what then is law, up with that? Law and Profits. Law and dropped. Profits. Marcus Pittman Did just it drop? dropped today. Oh, wow. And so, you know, one of the things that we've mentioned various ideas and kind of our heart's desires on the show before. And one of the things that we're, one of the reasons why these shows are popping up in our feed is because we, we, we'd like to do more than just our show. We want this to be more of a, a network. You know, we want to fight, laugh, and feast, and we want to do it with business. We want to do it with cooking, yep. sports, you know, um, right. uh, and, and that also brings us into Jason Farley. Jason Farley's on the show today. Uh, he's got a book out. We'll talk more about this in the second segment. 21 Decembers. Yes. 20 Wild Decembers. Oh, 20 Wild. Sorry. <laughs> did, did I flash it too? Was it too quick for you? <laughs> 21 Decembers is how I call it. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason Farley is going to be doing a podcast on our network um, starting probably in a week or two. Um, yeah. he, he's already started it, but we're probably going to bring him on in a week or two once I can get all the technology set up. Right. So it's it's mm-hmm. on purpose. This is not a technical glitch. Yep. We, we didn't say anything because we like surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to surprise you people, but um, yeah, we we want um, we can't cover everything every show, yeah. um, but we have a lot of awesome friends who are focusing on different areas of culture, business, yeah. and life, and and so we want to try to help fill that out. And you know, it's it's 
it's a little fix during the week, um, and hopefully it encourages you and builds you up. So that's the deal. Yeah, and we'll probably make some adjustments. I know your feed's blowing up with podcasts right now. We'll probably make some adjustments as we go, so kind of hang in there with us as we build the network. And, and one of the other things uh, why we want to build this kind of more build out more of a network concept is because you, um, uh, I mean, look at like Glenn Beck has 300,000 subscribers. And so we want, we want to, I'd love for this to become eventually the go-to place for Christians who are right. wanting media, wanting right. shows, wanting content. And we'd love 300 subscribers, 300,000 subscribers someday. We're almost there. We're practically. <laughs> but you can help us get there by exactly. going to CrossPolitik and yep. subscribing now. Mm-hmm. Join now. There's a little button that actually says join now. Yep. We have our CrossPolitik Shotgun Worldview yep. series. You can download. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Hold on. Hold on. See, even I knew that <laughs> we, you're supposed to. We have to. our worldview. Bam! Shotgun <laughs> worldview series that's now up. Uh, and if you are a member, you already have access to all 10 of those first uh, chapters that are up. You yep. want to know what makes us tick, why uh, we look at the world in a slightly different way, yep. uh, why we fight, laugh, and feast the way we do. This is an attempt to try to explain that. And, um, of course, you, if you're not a member and you're still a little unsure and you want to check out the fine print first, you can just buy yeah, a copy, right. uh, $9.99 uh, for a copy. Can, we've also got some Bible study deals. Um, we're really excited and thankful. We think it, it came out and, and, awesome. And one of the cool things that's happened, and I haven't even brought you in the loop on this, is we got some bands that want to give music away to our club members. That's how most and shows so, are, actually. I'm learning things yes. about our show. And so we got some really cool Christian bands uh, <laughs> that are um, going to be dropping for our club members free content. I'm oh, really? Yeah, like, from, yeah. like music content? Like music. If you are a member. CDs, albums, music. Free, yeah. It's not just like you in your basement, right? No, no. This is, yeah. You <laughs> it guys, is me in my basement. You, <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to Gabe rapping in his basement. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, <laughs> I almost did it. I almost did it. I was like, oh. don't do I mean, it. If I had Knox here, I probably would have done it. But yeah. I got to like pay attention to more okay. stuff than myself. Right. So, uh, and as you guys have paid attention, or actually, Jason, didn't even know this last this last week the uh vermont vermont's what is up with vermont Vermont's just messed up they uh the democratic party nominated a man who wants to be a woman as as the nomination for governor right which most likely means that vermont will have the first transgendered um governor just like idaho always elects the republican nominee most most of the time it's similar yeah. odds with Vermont. They usually elect the Democratic it, nominee. And I was thinking like, how come the Democratic Party can't elect a real woman to right. governor? You know, it's like, <laughs> they can't do it. Not being even a, being there. a woman is actually easier than you would expect, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Apparently there's not. Yeah, apparently you just put a dress on. Yeah. But no. here's how crazy Vermont politics has gotten. Right? I mean, you got you got Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernie Sanders out of Vermont. Right. And he is literally bringing socialism Concentrate, not just light. Oh, sure. Into the Democratic Party, and now you have this this man, woman, crossdresser, crossdresser. Yeah, yeah. First crossdressing man. Yep. And there, and we got you know you got this political nightmare coming out of Vermont, and it's influencing and infiltrating the whole Democratic Party. Right. So, so I mean, so be careful with this. I mean, there's a language game going on all of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so you want to like don't give in. They want to talk about the first transgender woman. No, this is not the first transgender Mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a the first cross dressing man. Yeah. Right. Right, right. And, it's probably and, not the first cross-dressing man, though. Well, maybe I mean, Vermont. We're talking governor. We're talking governor. Of governor? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
the first publicly cross-dressing man. <laughs> yes. What okay. we know. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. The first, first one willing to admit first it. First celebrated, first public, first yeah. out. I mean, anyways, I think, but it's important, though, that we get our language straight. I mean, there's a, there's a, uh, half the battle is getting you used to saying transgender woman. Right. Don't yeah. give in. Don't do that. There. That's right. That's half the battle right now. Like they can they can take the scorn and the re- and the rejection and laughter if they can just get a bunch of people talking this way, creating this category in your mind yeah. that you're now ready for the next one. Well, and, it's and, a grooming technique. And make fun of them. Make fun of the Democratic Party for not being an ele- elect a real woman. Absolutely. Why can't right. yeah. Why can't you do an elect right. a real woman? Right. Absolutely. Are, are you a feminist or not? <laughs> what, yeah. what, what's going Feminism on? is yeah. passé. Yeah, we, well, yeah. I mean, oh uh, yeah. I liked your comment. You said last week. I'm probably not even going to be able to remind you what you said. See what he says. I said, <laughs> I said something to the effect that like, <laughs> wait a sec, the tolerance of social media is is not um, equal, and and you and, and we don't really care about free speech like we used to, and we don't really care. We, we don't you know, want to have an equal basis for tolerance as defined by the leftists. And you said that it was kind of passe. Like tolerance in some sense is kind of passe. Oh yeah. Because well, of once you once you get actually into positions of power, I mean, the whole point of pulling those kinds of cards is to get power. That's good. And once yeah. you've gotten the mm-hmm. power, you don't care about it anymore. You want to pretend that things can be neutral. Right. Then you get in power, and then you're right. like, okay, here's yeah. here's actually that, we're just going to run the show. That's the ploy. Yeah, that's right. the ploy. And right. so um, that's you know, um, as soon as you actually think you have, but I think the fact of the matter is, is there's still a decent mm-hmm. chance that they're going to overshoot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- I mean, right. um, uh, unbelief is always overshooting. Right. It's just a matter of when they're gonna, when gravity is going to hit. Yep. And and so um, it's a it's a bad deal all the way around. But yeah, that's yeah. it's passe. I mean, well, there's and you mentioned I mentioned AB two nine four three. It actually passed. Which Cal- it, so which so is remember AB two nine four three. We talked about it in the past, um, probably about two or three months ago. Is it California? It's that California bill where it's basically making um, it illegal to have conferences paid for counseling um counseling that you pay for and 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 certain books or certain areas where books could not talk about uh repar- rep- reparative therapy <laughs> i almost said reparation therapy <laughs> that would where's knox when you need him uh rep- like, i want reparation therapy <laughs> <laughs> come on Wait, jason I- that's your role i want reparation i don't do no, that no, no. <laughs> accents are my thing see some people know some people and know when I, accents are I don't not have limitations on <laughs> yeah. that. Some people know. I do a really good. Yeah, repaired it. So it was so this AB bill. 2943. It was a bill basically outlawing pastors, paid for counseling, yeah. conferences. Telling telling uh, people who are tempted to homosexuality that they can repent and they can yes, change. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and so well, the Senate in California passed it. So it's still got to go through the assembly and be signed by the governor. Right. But now it's been a past in the Senate. The, the, the insanity of all, I mean, there's absolutely, I mean, they're, they're passing bills. They're making stuff up as they go along. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's no yeah. standard here at all. Yeah. And so, you know, why, why can't, I mean, what happens when somebody, you know, transitions sexually and then, you know, ends up wanting to be with somebody of the opposite sex who's actually the same, yep. mm-hmm. you know, same or like with the same chromosomes as long as <laughs> yeah as long as you are defying the christian god that's all they're trying to protect yeah mm-hmm. but it really it is a snake eating its own tail yeah there's right. not because there's no there's actually there's no standard here at all and there, you're, well, go ahead jason well but i think that the reason there's no standard outside of christ is because 
once Jesus comes through, if you get rid of him, there's nothing left. Right. I mean, he's already cleared the paganism. He's already cleared the, the, he's cleared nature of its authoritative power on its own. He's cleared everything else out. So when you reject Christ, you really end up with nothing. Right. So the, you end up with power, raw power, who who gets to be in charge. And and the more I think about it, I I need to develop this more. I'm just going to try this out for today. Just on the slide, but but, but I think the thing is, is I know Knox would be like, "Mm -hmm." um, sorry. Um, the, uh, he's on pain medication somewhere. He's happy. He's happy. (laughs) We, um, but the thing is, is because of that. So ancient paganism actually had, there was something real behind, it right um and so when jesus comes casting what do you mean what do you mean real behind it demons, like like de- demonic power demons and authority and, and gods yeah. okay. and, and things and so there yeah. were there was sort of uh, the facade an idol and and a sort of you know uh, the 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 pagan rituals and stuff but behind that there were really there really were principalities and powers yeah, i mean jesus right. came and um in his cross um, he he made a spectacle. Colossians two says of the principalities and powers. He he mocked them. He put them to open shame. Um, he defied them all. Right. And and in even in his ministry and in the apostolic ministry following, they were casting out demons, showing the powerlessness of the idols and the demons. Right. Um, but what you end up then is once you're right, absolutely. Once Jesus comes in and cleans house, um, I mean, I I do think that there can still be demonic activity in some respects, but I think on the whole, it's on the run. Which yeah, means right. that when people try to turn back to paganism, you get all the um, stupid um, surface stuff right. with none of the actual power. Mm. All the dangly crystals, and the and so and so the thing. Hey, that was good. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and so the uh, and so the thing is, is that w- what you're really left with is something that's really, really lame. Yeah. Right. Like that, yeah. I mean, that's that's really what you end yeah. up with paganism is you're like it's really really lame. I mean, in the back in the day, old paganism at least there were gods and demons and powers that would sometimes do random powerful things mm-hmm. that would kind of lend a little bit of legitimacy to the stupid you know headdress you were wearing right. or the stupid ritual you were doing. Now all you got is the stupid headdress. Well, and you brought well, up how it eats itself. Yeah, right, and and you can see that clearly with what's going on with feminism. Like uh, the transgender movement yeah. into the feminism culture, right. uh, the transgender movement into sports. All it's doing is actually getting rid of the use for women, right. or or getting rid of the the games and the and the opportunity for women to succeed. And, and now you got transgender eating eating it's itself abso- in the whole and feminism. It's absolutely movement. Yeah. lame. It's yeah. absolutely lame. Yeah, we w- empower women, right? Yeah. So they lose every race, right? <laughs> so they lo- what? the wrestling matches. Right. They're all the, you know, you're not basketball. empowering women; yeah. you're crushing them. This, yeah. and, and so you become you become sort of a uh, um, a parody of yourself. Like you know, you're you want to be that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's that's what's happening in California. Well, and now I think we we need to talk about the Catholic Church before we we, okay. we end this segment. So uh, as you guys watching have, the clock, as you guys have heard, you got you got this big report that just came out in Pennsylvania. Right. Whereas basically up to, there's still details coming out, but at what we know is up to about 300 priests over the course of decades had been molesting. Like a thousand children? Yeah. I think that's what I saw. Something, yeah. So I don't know the exact yeah. number and, you know, still coming out. And so there's just been this huge, and of course. This is a grand jury report. Is that right? Um, I think it's a grand jury I, report. I think so. I, I, I didn't get that far into the details but yeah. uh, because but we actually, still do I, but here's the oh uh, actually because when, when i first read it uh the, my first thought was well this is what happens when you reject god's will for the human race 
when you actually define and make it wrong for men to marry women. Right. Right. For husbands, for priests, for pastors to take women. Right. And, and okay, so abuse happens in the evangelical church. This kind of sexual abuse happens in the evangelical church. Right. But at, what's happening in the Catholic church is the very different kind of sin and kind of fallout from rejecting marriage in the Catholic church. Right. I've got some friends online who are conservative Roman Catholics who have been just absolutely appalled and just, you know, in, in good ways, just yeah, disgusted right. with all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some, I, I've thought about it. I have to admit, I've thought about it, but some clever people have, you know, they've said, we need a, you know, massive purging, a massive so Matt change. Walsh did this. So, and some people are popping off and saying, you know, we, we did, that was called the reformation. <laughs> um, and, and I would, you yeah. know, which is actually a fair point. Yeah. Um, because because this is a repeat. I mean, in, yep. I mean, there I mean, there was massive sexual sin yep. in the medieval church, in the monasteries, yep. exactly. Yep. And you and this is the kind of stuff that yep. the why the Reformation happened yep. right. was because um, men were aboy, abusing boys and women were abusing little girls. Mm-hmm. There was there was massive pedophilia and sexual sin going on yep. mm-hmm. um, in the Roman Catholic Church in the fifteenth and it was being covered century. up. It was actually being proactively right. covered up right. by the church leaders. And cool. there were some corrective measures made, but the Council of Trent largely doubled down on high medieval Roman Catholicism and wow. said, we're not going to change. Right. And and I, that's where you got to go back to. Jason, jump in. Well, well, I think, it, and because it's not really right now a Roman Catholic Protestant problem, we've both got these issues, evangelicalism. I mean, ours... I mean, rooted, Bill Hybels just came right. out with yeah. Ours is rooted in the professionalization of ministry. You get the right, yep. you, you have the right celebrity pastor cr- credentials, and yep. then you get mm-hmm. to be a pastor. And they have this different set of credentials, and but you've lost. Uh, I think we've we had the the spirit is not um, present. It hasn't been present. But this might be the spirit showing up, though. I mean, Exposing. this is what it looks like. Is right. here, here comes the spirit. He's right. he's uh, overturning rocks, uh, turning turning us in right. to our for our sins. Right. And we're not saying that me too is a good, really a good deal. Yeah, right. But right. if the Holy Spirit wants to come in on the backside of that and uncover real sin, yeah, we praise, say praise God. We say yes, please, Lord. Yes, yeah, we need that. All right. I don't know what I'm doing here. More. The music's going to go off eventually. Cross politics <laughs> in a minute. Yes. Jason Farley, 20 wild, crazy Decembers. 20 questions. Oh. 20 poetry <laughs> questions with Jason Farley. No, All right. In just a minute. Yeah. When we come back. Really, at the end of the day, we want our kids to have an amazing education. But we are sending our children into this world. And we want our kids to be able to stand toe-to-toe with this world and be able to defend their faith. CC really, really, really helps you to get that foundation. I love that they are getting, um, they have a safe place to explore their faith and that that biblical worldview is being reinforced. What we're doing at home is what's happening in the classroom. How important is it to you um, to be involved in your child's education? How important is it to you to um, instill your values in your child? How important is it to you to be a part of something that's a little bit bigger than you? How important is it to you to have your child be a part of something that's just a little bit bigger than them? 
Everything that I wanted for my children's education, every question I asked, Classical Conversations was the answer. Gabe did that all by himself. <laughs> Guys, I hate this. I have too much going on over here. I got a computer, Jamie. books, everything. I know. Chocolate Knox. Please, I, I never do this to me again. Welcome back to Cross Politic on Faithwire. Like, share. Yes. Tag. Yep. What else can they do? Uh, you Tweet. Can, you can boost this post with your own money. <laughs> Welcome back, and it's good to have Mr. Jason Farley with us in the studio today. He's trying his best to cover uh, for the Chocolate Knox, who is... I grew my beard out even for the occasion. Yeah, good job, just for today. Um, Chocolate Knox is at home in bed and and busted his back. So After the show, he'll never do it again. Pray for for the brother. Pray for the brother. Um, This is uh, a poem from uh, Jason Farley's 20 Wild... December's poems on time. I think this is taken from uh, Tuesday. Truth's constant. Truth always comes with constant combat. Ever watching every night. It lays its head with blackened eyes, nose crunched, crooked from the fight. But truth, it fights for others' freedom. Fights to set the prisoner free. Truth, in love, breaks our shackles, cuts down slavery, and Thor's oak tree. Mm. I thought that was good. That yeah, was. Thank that, you. That, that's like a, I think that was a, uh, that's sort of a cross-politic yeah. e poem. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's that's why we, our tag is Fight, Laugh, Feast, is mm-hmm. is that whole idea that it's, we don't just fight for the sake of fighting. Right. Um, we fight for freedom. We fight mm-hmm. um, for what we love. We fight so that we can laugh and feast. Right. Um, and for we fight for truth because truth sets people free. Right. right. That that there's not freedom without truth. And so truth is something worth fighting for because but, freedom is a good thing. But isn't our real problem, Jason, that people just are too fighty? They're just too that, mean. There are and, some and people who have that problem. I mean, just look at Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, YouTube comments. Or yes. YouTube oh my comments. gosh, just like the worst. I actually had my very my first troll ever yeah and it was kind of fun at first but then i was like this is a little nerve-wracking i think this guy's hunting me yeah Uh, (laughs) no there there are people that actually love the fight for the fight's sake you know they for the wrong reasons for the wrong reasons they just like blood Um, and that's one of the reasons that that that's that was actually one of the reasons that that poem ended up um taking form one of the ways that as i think and i write and write poems in order to think about a topic and you know it i i feel myself in this day and age uh at times backing away or feeling like oh i should back away from this this is going to be controversial this is going to you know i'm going to get it's going to get messy get messy twitter twitter blacklisted or you yeah, know yeah. um but uh but so why is it that you fight why is it that you it's worth fighting for um what is worth fighting for well the truth is worth fighting for if we believe, believe that the truth sets us free and ma- sets others free. If the free. truth matters. Yeah, it's worth the, fighting for if it matters. Right, if, yeah. if if it matters. And if you love other people enough to fight for the truth um, because you believe you know, that that this is the way out of the prison cell. You know, that, right. it, you it, know it's, it's like Shawshank Redemption, you know, when, when he's trying to get out of prison and the only way 
is to actually climb through. Do you have a bleep button on that thing? Um, <laughs> no. Don't do it. Just don't, don't do, do it. it. Okay. Actually, this is the podcast, so it's on NRV TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is he, he has to dig the hole and climb through the poop. The, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the sewers to yeah. get out. Yeah. We're, Climbing through sewers in itself is not something that you hope somebody does for fun. But if it's the only way out, then right. climb through the sewers. Well, and in in some sometimes that's what it feels like to fight for truth. Is oh gosh, I got to do it again. Right. Um, I would much rather just be but drinking it, a martini and yeah. sitting on the back porch. But you've got to do it because there's freedom at stake. But I'd also be concerned a little bit with the people who actually love to get in that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like they're almost more happy about the actual just fighting and, right. and not so much about the truth right and that's yeah. how you can turn pretty trolly qu- pretty quick too but, oh easy know. well and yeah i mean it's it's like if uh you know if, when you look at at something like um you know you look back at ancient greek and you look at homer you know, writing his story about agamemnon who he needs to go to war to get his brother's wife back um, and you think, okay, well, that's something that's worth fighting for. That's noble. But then when he gets to, ready to go, um, the, the winds, the west winds show up and they say, no, you can't go unless you sacrifice a virgin. He says, oh, well, my daughter's on board. And he sacrifices his daughter to the west wind so that he can go. You think, oh, Homer's making, Homer's, Homer's letting us in on something. This mm. guy's got a problem. Right. <laughs> he, he loves the fight. Right. Yeah. He's not fighting for the things behind him. He's right. fighting because he loves the fight. Yeah. And then Agamemnon ends up being murdered by his wife. And you know, with, mm. oh yeah, Clytemnestra. So, Clytemnestra. Yeah. But but you think, well, it's because he loved the fight right. and had forgotten what he's fighting for. Yeah. The man who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Right. Exactly. Um, and and I think you can take that actually and just apply it straight over. I mean, so how, I mean, how do you know you're fighting? in a righteous cause and in a righteous way or not well are you sacrificing daughters right yeah mm. totally mm. right i mean like, pastors I mean, uh, pastors right. pay attention to this right, right? I mean, are, yeah. you, are you sacrificing your wife are right. you sacrificing sons i mean well. and, and, I, and you say well i haven't killed any of my children recently okay great <laughs> um but you know do that i mean how's your relationship with them are, yeah. are you know it's it, your your fight um, is always I think Lewis says somewhere that um, that uh, godly fighting um, uh, noble fighting Christian fighting is always done with love for what's behind you mm. something like yeah, that yeah. I'm totally paraphrasing um, but I think but it's a very good paraphrase but loving loving what's behind you loving so it should flow out of your love for your wife love for right. your children love for your neighbor that's that's you. You love um, those things, and so you're willing to defend those things. Right. Um, that's what a just war is. Not that you're sacrificing those things. Right. Um, well, yeah. And, and like, I'm not somebody that gets super excited about politics or. Any, but when you see somebody, that you can see when there's somebody that they they you know when Mr. Smith goes to Washington because he has to defend Montana, like he's he says somebody's got to go do this. I love Montana. I need to go to Washington and right, right. You know, versus the person that loves the, the game that loves yeah. the hunt that loves right. that. That's really after the power. Right. Um, and it, you, you don't want that guy mm-hmm. being your politician or fighting for you. So um, we started uh, this conversation um, from a poem that you read in your book. I read it. 20 wild Decembers that Toby read in Jason's book. <laughs> <laughs> they know you guys know. And uh, so what is, it seems like poetry's kind of been pushed aside a little bit in our in our culture and even in the church. Uh, so what does like poetry have to do with fighting? What does poetry yeah. have to do with re- being right. recovered in the church? Why should we even care? About, yeah. You know? Well, 
I think that probably one of the reasons, um, not probably, you were the one that was telling me about the word probably. Stop saying Early. probably. Yeah, I'm not going to say probably anymore. <laughs> Gabe likes the word too much. Um, no, that that uh, that one of the reasons that we're losing our sons in the church is there's no masculine poetry, and mm. men were built for masculine poetry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so they have to go to the re- to you know the rap game or they have to go Taylor Swift <laughs> right well the, uh, she is she is getting up there in terms of manliness but but no you have to you have to, uh, you, you have to are you if, done if you're going to get are you done are you done yet? where is that where is that i don't know where that is <laughs> if you're going if you're if you're going to raise boys you pretty soon you realize i've got a bunch of little poet warriors in the making right here right. that's what they want to do right. they love words they and you know they want to wrestle and they want and what they're poems. left with, what they're left with if you don't have real men um, making um, real poetry right. and real um, art um, then you have these false dichotomies that mm-hmm. they're left with and so Ooh, you have this yeah. sort of false um, uber whatever you want to call it masculinity on one right. hand and so you you it's all about um, the you know sort of wwf masculinity yeah um, on the one hand but that's I mean there's there's sort of this faux beauty about it right like you know um uh, electric guitars and and four wheelers and whatever um or and, and maybe that you know you have sort of like the the, the gang thing and, mm-hmm. and and you know islam and um you know the rap whatever um and then on the other side you have really really soft right. christian art it's like you know, King, Kincaid, Thomas Kincaid, yeah. and and you know, and it's it's this like, hey, we just want to have a conversation and have a latte, and yeah. you know, we're gonna we're gonna really meditate on, you know, the things of the mysteries of God, and you know, yeah, perichoresis well, and, 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 and whatever. And yeah, perichoresis. Uh, I mean, I love I love me some perichoresis, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I do think like, that's why I said it's a false false dichotomy. It's a false dichotomy, and so I mean, you think about David, King David is manly man, man after God's own heart, right? Giant slayer, ninja rapper, slayer, and (laughs) ninja rapper. He's a ninja rapper, yeah. (laughs) Hebrew ninja rapper. I mean, I mean, 150 poems inspired by God. Um, He's a musician. Too, yep. you know, crazy on that electric harp, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> right, and a, and a warrior, right, mm-hmm. um, and so these things go together, right? Yeah, when th- when things are functioning properly, um, they they go together, they fit together. You know, poetry is not there. There is wonderful, beautiful, excellent feminine poetry, and there is excellent masculine poetry, and they can exist they can and should exist they together should, they should complement they should complement one another um, but in the church we have forgotten masculine poetry i mean i i, I um love anglo-saxon poetry love beowulf what? and i'm gonna push this so so what is masculine poetry mm. uh well for one it's active and uh, that's a and so you, you you mentioned sitting around meditating a minute ago, and we have this weird view of meditation that doesn't come from the scriptures. Like I'm going to go meditate, and that means I'm going to sit by myself in the trees and and breathe, think and breathe and do yoga and yeah. but, light candles. And but but meditation, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that, <laughs> and it's not that being alone is a 
bad thing. I mean, that that can be a blessing. Sometimes be, Jesus, sometimes, sometimes yeah, Jesus, Jesus went alone yeah. goes by himself to be alone and to pray. And, right. But but meditation, scripturally speaking, is an active thing. Mm, it's something right. that you don't necessarily do by yourself. That usually, like, we're going to meditate on God's law, and what that means is we're going to get together and argue about what it means. Yeah. Right? Or we're going to sing it. We're going to yeah. Or, we're gonna, or, or, we're or like what it, David did, he actually produced his, his meditation. Produced the Psalms. Right, right. He's and, meditating on the law yeah. and writing stuff. And, writing and stuff. so you don't, and, you know, some of the things that he writes is, you know, where you've got something like Psalm 3 where he sits and meditates on on God while he's shepherding for a little while and he comes back with the line, um, God is going to crush the face, of, crush the teeth of his enemies. Right. God's right, right hand. So he, he thinks, you know what, God is the kind of warrior that when people begin chewing on his people god knows what to do right he breaks right? their he, teeth he breaks their teeth so they can no longer chew when they when they mm. are trying to get a hold of god of his people and drag them away he right. breaks their arms this is how this is how the lord is our good shepherd right um his rod and his staff they comfort us because he uses those rod that rod and that staff yeah. on wolves and bears and lions right. and giants yeah right. and so the um so i mean so masculine so active, poetry so it's is active, it's active. It produces. It produces, and I, and I I think there's a um, it, that a lot of bad poetry is uh, self centered, self focused. Yeah. Uh, and you know there there's a way to tell your own story that is a blessing to other people. Um. There's then there's a way to tell your own story that is the Hey, look at me! I'm the hero. Uh, yeah, I'm the hero, and, and I think that that's the that's the center uh, of a lot of it is, you know, uh, and that's the center of a lot of the faux masculine poetry oh, sure. in our yeah. day yeah. is. Yeah, look at me! Look at me! I'm the hero. And well, it's kind of like the church has taught them that a little bit because you know, when for someone to have a good testimony, right. they got to go through the trenches. They got to go right. become a drug I just addict. Share. I just want to. And, and they got to. They got to go through all this to become an artist. Yeah. Like if if I don't have this bad past. And this afflictions that I've had to deal with, I have no good art ahead of me. Yep. You know, but right? a real man is. Uh, here, here's another. Let me throw. Let me throw this out as another right, idea. Let's do it. So I'm thinking, manhood is is about leaving, in a certain way. Leaving, cleave. going out. Yep, so we're sent yep. out into the world to dig, to you know, unearth, to yep. build, to plant, to uh, create, and um, and so there's a certain kind of um, uh, raw. Um, you're finding new stuff. It's raw. It's earthy. Um, it's it's uh, it's creative. Uh, it's industrious. It's a little rough around the edges. It's rough around the edges yeah, because be. because yeah. you're frequently coming in and you're taking something and and you know God does this in the creation week. He's taking something oftentimes that he's already made and then he's breaking it apart again and yeah. doing something new with it. And so you might be taking some part of creation that God made or something that another person made and you're breaking it apart. Maybe it's computer code. You're breaking it apart and you're going to make a new computer. Right. Um, an old website. You're going to take it apart and make a new website. Um, you're going to take something, some raw material, and you're going to create but it's raw it's kind of rough it's um in that sense and but it was what i was thinking is that it frequently these faux forms one is i think just effeminate right. there's a certain kind yeah. of effect you're actually running away from your masculinity and then your faux masculinity is is often self-centered because and, and is based on uh going you know 
creating trouble for yourself basically that wasn't actually helpful to anybody and so and then but that's that's what manhood kind of is is, is sort of finding problems and, yeah but but real manhood creates the kind of problems and the kind of trouble that you're actually going to make something good out right. of that's, that's going to be a blessing yeah. for people right so you go right. and you, you dig a hole why because i'm gonna build a house right. Uh, I know I, I demo this because I'm going to make something better. It's actually for the blessing. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to do something that kind of creates a mess initially. I'm going to take this car apart. Why? So I can put it back together. Yeah. Um, whereas if you don't have that, you you frequently have to go out and you know you 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 do something stupid. The faux masculinity wants to just sort of glorify a mess that you made that didn't do anybody any good. Yeah. Rather than yeah. real masculinity, or it only did yourself good, maybe. Yeah. Right. Like, I made this mess, but. I feel better, but check me out now. <laughs> right, I feel right. better. Isn't that awesome? But I mean, it's like so much of that's what so much of this like faux masculinity is. Um, it's creating messes that don't actually benefit people. Right. They don't actually build up anything or create anything good. Um, and it seems like so that, my, that was my other criteria I want to throw out there is that it's something raw, kind of earthy, something that's um, it's not particularly polished. Sometimes it would seem right. to me it can be because I think femininity, on the other hand, is a glorifying. Um, uh, it makes yeah. things beautiful. It, it yeah. Make, it, yeah. So, so you know, men make, yeah. men make messes that women, you know, kind of, you know, they, they, <laughs> so, that women clean up after clean them. Clean up after them, basically. <laughs> but you know, but they they make helpful messes. Helpful, helpful you messes. Know, you know, the guys I, build the house and the women beautify the inside. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like here, it's right. it, it needs to get cleaned now. It needs to get painted now. Pick yeah. out some good colors. Put some curtains in the windows. Right. Right. But that's how they complement one another. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I and I think you know. With poetry, what you're the mess you're making is generally with stories. Yeah, you're trying to read. You're you're trying to help people see and understand the story of their own life, see and understand the story of God's life, of history, uh, and really uh, re retell stories in such a way that that people's hair is tousled a little bit, but then they their eyes see a little bit clearer. I was going to say, I think what you, you know, what some of your poetry yeah. does, and I think what a lot of good masculine poetry, I mean, other and, and feminine poetry to some extent too, does is it takes apart the world in a sort of surprising way, and 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 it kind of puts it before your eyes in a way where you see pieces of it that maybe you didn't see before, right? In a way that now is helpful for you to begin working and living in the world in a more biblical way. I'm going to do my best Knox impression. Hey, y'all, get the book. <laughs> 21 Wild Decimals. <laughs> Where are we going to find it? <laughs> Jovial Press? Amazon. Amazon. Press. Awesome. 20 Wild Decembers, and we are very sorry, David. Please come back to us. Soon. One more segment. <laughs> Save me, David. <laughs> well, CrossPolitik has a new sponsor. Who, you might be asking? Decree Design. Decree Design is a graphic design and web development company that serves your business by helping you speak clearly through visual representation. Serving 90 plus businesses in logo design, print design, brand strategy, web development, and more. Decree Design has a skill and personal touch to customize a package specifically catered to your needs of your business, great or small, and provide personal assistance every step of the way. Whether you're a well-established real estate broker or entrepreneur getting your business off the ground, Decree Design will help your company's visual presence speak clarity and truth. For more information, please visit DecreeDesign.co or schedule a consultation with Joe at DecreeDesign.com. Yeah, Joe at DecreeDesign.com. Hey, and tell them CrossPolitics sent you. We're doing this. I almost feel in control. 
Welcome back to Cross Politic, y'all. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I am not Chocolate Knox. <laughs> but he is Jason Farley, and he's the author of 20 Wild Decembers, which is a book of manly poetry that you can get on Amazon.com, and we recommend it to you. Uh, Jason is the kind of man who is trying to think about the world uh, from a distinctly biblical worldview. Um, he likes, he loves, he understands the fight. He also understands feasting and yeah, as laughing. You can tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, and uh, intervention. And you so, obviously don't because you're skinny. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. My wife's working on it's it. It's summer, but it's summer. Uh, it's sometime okay. I've been working excuse. out. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things about uh, we were talking about David and the Psalms and manly poetry. I, I just uh, one of the things I love about our, our community down here in uh, in Idaho is um, every week a bunch of guys we get together on Wednesday afternoons and we um, drink beer and sing psalms. And there's uh, an Anglo-Saxon word for that. Is there? Yeah, get better skip. That's that's beer and psalms. It, beer and psalms. It's beer and poetry and singing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, it's be transliterated into modern English. Beership. Beership. Beer and fellowship put together. I love. Beership. I love that. Hey. Beership. But, but you know, I go and you know, and and it's we're learning parts to psalms. So we're actually we're singing these psalms, these Scottish psalms, these Genevan psalms, and Presbyterian psalms, and and it's um it's kind of crazy because none of us are like really great musicians. And we have some like we have this like cheater thing that helps us learn the parts um, that somebody put together. But man, it is I come away every time and like at least one of like you know half I'm like I'm trying to sing tenor and I'm I'm not really great at it. Um, but I come away almost you know every single time and there's like some part of some psalm that just is just like lodged in, in my soul. soul. Right, it's just lodged mm-hmm. there. And and there's it's 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 great to read them. It's great to read them out loud. It's great to memorize them. But there's something about singing them that gets them lodged right. in your soul. Um, and, I, and I'm and i just more and more convinced that if, if we want Christians, we want the Christian church to understand how to fight rightly. Yeah. Um, so we don't want to be, you know, just belligerent, you know, sort of the, uh, you know, I don't know the the um, what's the guy's name, Alex Jones, you know, sort of whatever, like <laughs> Infowars, yes, yeah, yeah. In- Infowars, yeah. like angry man syndrome. <laughs> um, no, that's that's not that's not the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And if we don't want to be wusses, right? But we want to actually stand for the truth. We want to be men uh, who have backbone and who love their wives and love their children and love the church and love their neighbors. Um, then we have to sing the psalms. Yeah, but that's uh, scary. Yeah, like singing the psalms is scary because of, how so? Well, because for one, all the words that David puts in the psalms, <laughs> right? Because he's like because he it's not about it's not all Lord it, prepare my hands for war. No, right now, like our our modern worship, what it does is like you know when David went and played for King Saul. Yeah, all it did was make King Saul feel better for a little bit, and that's kind of what our modern worship does. Is all it does is make us feel better. It doesn't transform us. It doesn't change yeah. us. It had no impact on Saul's spiritual life. Yeah, he just walked away feeling better. But then you look in the Psalms. You actually read the lyrics that David wrote for us, and he, talk, he God talked. Uh, David talks about God crushing our enemies' children on rocks. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. It it, hold, it holds it together. I mean, in a, and, the, and I think that's what we're talking about frequently when we talk about what does it mean to be a Christian man. Mm-hmm. What is what does Christian fighting look like? Mm-hmm. Well, the Psalms teach us to praise God with all of our heart 
all our mind, all our soul, all our, all our strength to worship with God's people, to recount his wonderful deeds, yeah. his mercies endure forever. New, new every morning. And yeah. it, they teach us at the same time to stand for the truth right. um, and to hate um, those who are trying to destroy God's truth and yeah. trying to hurt God's people. And those who God God hates. Yeah. Well, and it, Calvin calls the, the Psalms, he says something like it's the vocabulary of the soul. Right, that that it's what teaches our soul how to say everything that a soul needs to be able That's to really say. That's really good. Yeah. Right. In, in uh, that was a little late, but there we go. <laughs> at the at the end of um, Athanasius is on the incarnation, which is a great little book. If you if you want to read, you know, old old school uh, faithful fighter. Right, Athanasius contramundum. He got kicked out. Man, yeah. he was run all over the yeah, place. And now everybody's like, oh yeah, Athanasius is so awesome. He's legit. Yeah, right now. Yeah. But that's, you know, yeah, he got exiled like how many times? And like, many. you know, he was like the one guy at, at Nicaea who's, you know, like, no, he Jesus is the eternal son of God. Right. And um, With Nicholas, wasn't it? Yeah, Saint something Nick. like that. Nicholas of Saint Myra Nick. was Anyways, there. on the incarnation, great book, get it. But at the end, in most uh, modern uh Editions. There's an appendix at the end on the Psalms, and it's a letter that he wrote to some young deacon or minister in training or something on the Psalms. And it's amazing. It's fantastic. But he's talking about basically the Psalms as prayer, prayer book. Right. Like, and, and he walks through and he's like, so, and he's just like, it's amazing. And you wonder how long it took him to, I mean, to write it. But he's, he's saying, you know, and if, if you're, um, if you are in dire straits and, and discouraged, then you should pray Psalm X, Y, Z, W. And if you're really joyful, you should pray this Psalm. And if you're really, um, if, if you have a prayer request that hasn't been answered, you should pray, you know, Psalm 40. And if you should do this one, yeah. and, and he's just like listing all these situate, every situation of life that you can think of. That's and he says, really cool. these Psalms are yeah. what you need. And so that's, so Calvin's just echoing that same yeah. idea, which is that, I mean, the book of Psalms has been the prayer book of the church. Wow. Um, yep. For ages, yep. yeah, and it's it's what teaches us how to since, since Moses, right? Yeah, right. Or well, Ezra, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moses started it. Probably. Moses started, yeah, it. you know, Psalm ninety. Um, but but that's the deal. It's like you know, how do we learn to respond um, to death in the family? How do you respond to a broken relationship? How do you respond to job loss? How do you respond right. to a promotion? How do or you know, someone lying about you? Yeah, or, I mean, right. well, you need to know yeah. the Psalms so you can have the vocabulary to know how to how to approach that, how to hold that. And, and how to talk to God about your problems, your right. troubles. And the yeah. way you get yeah. the Psalms yeah. stuck in your soul is by singing them. Yeah. By, by singing really the Psalms. Yeah. Um, they're, the, they're, they're called, um, uh, many people have referred to them as the war songs of the church. Mm-hmm. Like they're the battle songs of the church. We, yeah. need, uh, we need the Psalms on our lips. And of course, you know, Paul actually says um, that you, that we are supposed to do this. He, he says, you know, that we need to be teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yep. Um, and, and, and we need to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly by right. singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, right. um, which are, incidentally, those, those are actually titles of all the different kinds of psalms are psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs in the, in the Psalter. Right. Um, but not exclusive psalm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, 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 Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus walked out of the uh, the upper room after <laughs> right. they sang a hymn. Okay, uh, uh, I just uh, need yeah, to get yeah. that out of there. I, I, <laughs> I'm a, uh, yeah. We're we're robust supporters of predominant yeah. psalmody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah lots <laughs> of psalms, and once you got this, as you're getting the psalms down, write some good hymns that exactly. are psalm-like. Yeah. Um. And uh, but but get you some guys 
and get you some beer. That's good. Yeah. And, and start some beer ship. And beer ship. Yeah. yeah beer ship yeah. away. How I love about, that. How about it? But this is, but I think this is central. This is central. If, if we, we have to recognize though that we will not, we will not make a, a, a lasting dent in building a Christian culture yeah. apart from the Psalms. Yeah, that's right. Apart that's right. from Christian poetry. Yeah. Apart from Christian right. art. That you're, you have to, that's what culture, um, is it's the outgrowing of uh, the outgrowth of um, that kind of fellowship and that kind of commitment to the truth and, and to God's word. And I think it one of the things that it does. I mean, the the Psalms was Jesus's prayer book, or that. And as the most human to ever walk the earth, mm-hmm. um, walking without sin, he came to the Psalms, and that was. That was how he expressed himself to the Lord. Right. How often and, did Jesus quote Psalms? Right. In the New Testament? Constantly yeah. quoting the Psalms, yeah. and then as we're called into Psalm singing, we're basically being told, "Here's how to become more human than you are. Here's right. how to be returned to your humanity," uh, because it has the a breadth of vocabulary that we, you know, we we tend to focus in on one particular area of of what we are comfortable with about being human mm-hmm. but the psalms have this breath to them that you know they're they, that for one they're going to prepare us if we know a lot of psalms That's good. when yeah. we hit uh-huh. something and we're like i don't yeah. know what to do you think oh wait actually i do because right. there's a psalm about it um yeah, it 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 tend it is it becomes it steers us. It allows the word of God to to steer us rather than us steering the word of God. Right. If all you have is a selection of all these modern hymns or modern praise choruses or whatever, um, the church gets pretty gay quick. It, well, <laughs> that probably will happen. And but it's also just a, such a it's such a s- slim selection right. though of, of human emotion and situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I had a, I have a few years back I got. Um, spinal meningitis. Yes, I remember this. Yeah. Yes, and um, and my for like eight months you were going yeah, through oh, this yeah. nine months. Whatever. It was yeah, yeah. it was eternal <laughs> feeling, <laughs> and I had the the lining of my brain swelled and pushed my brain down to half the volume of what it had been before. Oh, man, no way. and in so the, you have a tiny brain. So now? I had this. <laughs> I know you haven't been able to tell. No. That's the thing. You didn't even make a difference. No, it wasn't so much how. Okay, all right. But but there was this there was this point where I just could not think straight. I thought I was done. I mean, I, I was thinking wow. like, hopefully I'll be able to like dig ditches or something because I couldn't think. And oh, wow. and one morning I come out and I'm just down because I've been in pain for a long time and I'm I'm just sad. I don't yeah. know what to do. Wow. And, and so I put on Jackson Five, which is my go-to. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's, I gotta, I gotta push through this. Put on Jackson Five. I'm gonna make some coffee, and um, and I put the water in the coffee pot, and I scoop all of the coffee directly into my mug instead of into the <laughs> coffee pot, and I just start break down crying because I'm like, Lord, <laughs> I can't, I, I can't got, even make a cup of coffee. Make a cup of coffee, yeah. and I'm like, I am just, I'm sadder than I've ever been, and I, wow. I, I have no. I, I don't know what to do, and yeah. and a psalm comes to mind uh, that um, that the Lord drowns us under His waves, or that we're being drowned under the waves, and I think that's the that's wow. I need I need that psalm. So I go and I open the psalm, and I think, yeah, that's it, that's how I feel, and then I look before and realize that this is um, as the deer pants for the water, yeah. so psalm my soul 42. longs after you, yeah. Yeah. and the way. That David David says, my soul longs after you, the, like a deer panting for water, and 
but the way that he was brought to that point was through being drowned by the waves of God. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. I, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I've been praying for that kind of passionate desire for you my entire life. Lord, I want to pant for you. Right. Like, yeah. and not realizing that, that what I was praying for was to be drowned in the waters. I was praying yeah. for spinal meningitis. You should have read the rest of the I should have. This is the problem with little scripture <laughs> right. songs. Yeah. You only sing yeah. one verse, two yeah. verses. Right. You've got to be careful. Yeah. You've got to be careful. <laughs> and, and I realized, oh no, this is this is God's presence. Right? I'm, I'm walking through the depths of the Red Sea at, because this is where God's footprints are mm, like where he, he is yeah this is where he is this is where his feet are mm, and right. so uh, and, and it it's the but it's it's that depth of human emotion i hadn't experienced that that emotion before i hadn't experienced wow. depression right. the way that at i that did level. at that at that yeah. level at that point and i didn't know what to do with it except for um you know i had been singing the psalms and so this psalm was yeah. brought to mind and and it, and it gave good. me a vocabulary to be able to say to it gave vocabulary to my faith right. yeah. to be able to say, okay, Lord, th- okay, I do trust you. And right. I would say, I mean, I would, I would say that, no, I trust him. I just don't get it. I just don't know what's going on. Right. Well, it gave vocabulary to my faith at that point that the, the poetry of right. David gave vocabulary to my faith. So when, when Turns Christ, out I was in a poem. With yeah. Christ. Yeah. yeah, you were in a poem. We're all in a poem, <laughs> <Yeah>. actually. <laughs> exactly. So when Christ was You're here, was on the cross, um, one of the traditions is that Christ basically quoted what Psalm 22 all the way through like Psalm 34 or something like yeah. that or Psalm 37. Yeah, some yeah some folks say that maybe he started at he the just, beginning at actually the beginning. and just oh, was working his Psalm way through, one yeah, yeah. all the way through. So you got like four well the whole time while Christ is on the cross going through the death for you know yeah. um, there's different parts the wrath of, the of God being poured out on him. Yeah, he went through the whole psalter um, or at least part, or, at least the beginning at least part. the first 30 chapters maybe yeah. which is pretty amazing. Yeah, to have that on your heart and right. in that moment to be recalling it. At the at the biggest trial of your life, right. that's what we you want. Know? I mean, if you want the yeah. word of Christ dwelling in you richly, it's it dwelling in you richly means that it's there. Yeah. Um, it's it's there and it's at your disposal at any given moment. Right. And it's it's not just like oh, what was that one that we you know? It's like I mean, that's where a lot of us are. Right. Um, think about also um, Luther. I think said that that the Psalter is the whole Bible in miniature. Um, and, and you know, so like it's not just you know oh, a bunch of Old Testament stuff. I mean, it's talking about. I mean, it, there's there's all kinds of um, messianic psalms that are talking about Christ. They're talking about the Messiah, the Anointed One, Jesus. Mm. Um, and and you know, it's David is prophesying. He's a prophet, and he's prophesying of of the coming Messiah. The Lord said um, to my Lord. Yeah, and so. Um, and the New Testament is full of psalms, and so we know. I mean, the, the apostles are saying, "Look, this is this, this is this, this is this." Um, the other thing I was thinking of as you were talking is is pastorally, mm-hmm. um, the psalms are really, really crucial. Um, I, there was a there was a, a a pastor, I think a Presbyterian pastor in the early part of the twentieth century. I remember hearing this story, who um, voted against the ordination of a young man who was sitting for ordination in, for in a Presbyterian in a presbytery mm-hmm. uh, because that young man um, could not recite the entire Psalter <laughs> from memory. Whoa. Um, it, it, you know, there was a time in which it was considered standard yeah. that a pastor knew the Psalms, knew wow. hundred, knew all 150 wow. Psalms. And we're kind of impressed if a, if a pastor can recite one Psalm from memory <laughs> now. We're like, wow, you know Psalm 23. Yeah. You know? <laughs> wow. Lord is my shepherd. Yeah, right? Um, I shall but, not want. But like, I mean, why? I mean, why are we in such? Why are we? Is it such a mess? Why do we have pastors who you know cannot think their way out of a you know paper bag? 
Yeah. Well, a wet paper bag. Oh, even, even a wet paper yeah. bag. <laughs> What's the difference? I mean, because because strength. Because we because we do not know the word of God, because the word of Christ is not dwelling on us richly. And so how are we going to be able to pastor people in in situations like the one you just referenced, when they when we've lost children, when you've uh, lost a loved one, when you you know, when the whole everything's going bad. Um, how are you going to be able to speak to that if you do not know the Psalter? Right. right. Um, and so, um, man, we need the yeah. Psalms. Well, and a lot of our worship music is just generalisms yeah. and platitudes and big adjectives, and yeah. it, but nothing. It's not earthy like the right. Psalms. It doesn't yeah. get into the soul. It doesn't get into the dirty aspects of our everyday lives. Right. And, and thankfully, Thank God so. is really, really gracious. Absolutely. And so, um, we. St- we still do people still and still do end up pastored here, here, yeah here, yeah <laughs> and, and at the same time you know we, we right. say but we say yeah. god has this like wealth this treasury yeah. of us yeah. for us right here it's right there you carry it around with you right and like you can you can draw off this treasury right just think about the kind of men the kind of women the kind of families the kind of churches we would be right if we knew the songs. We just have to spend the time that it takes to haul it out of the attic and dust it off. Yeah, but it's right there. It is. Yeah. It's ours. So pick up Jason's book. 20 Wild Decembers. Get yes. it on Amazon. Yes. Write and you some manly poetry. And Jason, you want to you bring us out here, buddy? You got it? You got it? Oh, we didn't even practice. No, we didn't. We didn't even practice. This is Cross Politic. Fight. Laugh. Feast. Love, and the, Lord love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor. Love as your yourself. neighbor as yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is cross politic.